Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, officially known, of course, as your mayor of PHNX, and I am joined by my vice mayor, my co-host, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Chris Bryant as our cover photo for this oh, show. Oh, we're going to get into that. Strange. I'm spending a lot of money today, Jesse. I'm spending money like I am terminally ill. And we're See, now, we've, now we've disappointed everyone because I think we're unveiling that you're the one spending this money, not oh, the Diamondbacks, that, that that's on. probably you're, not going to happen. You're, but. you're ruining this. You're ruining this from the beginning. Get, let me get to my fantasies. Let me get to my uh, okay. whole All right. wildest desires and dreams thing. But of course, I have to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by the fine folks over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You guys know what time of year it is. It's time for the Super Bowl. And if you are a new customer to DraftKings, you go over to DraftKings Sportsbook app now, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, and you will get 56 to 1 odds on any team, either the Bengals, yay, or the Rams, boo. Uh, and that's a shout out to all of my uh, Rams friends. But bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Jesse, bad news, buddy. Bad, bad news. It looks like my uh, Valentine's Day date of this lockout ending for MLB <laughs> is definitely in jeopardy because we didn't have yeah. very positive news coming out today. In fact, if you want a climate check on how today's meetings went, uh, look no further than first this tweet from Jeff Passan that says the meeting between the major between the Major League Baseball Players Association and MLB is over. Little progress was made. The on-time opening of spring training at this point is in grave danger and frankly would take a miraculous deal coming together to rescue. A delay feels inevitable. And that that tweet is bad enough because Jeff Passan is not... Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like he's necessarily a very uh, hyper, hyperbolic person. I don't feel like he's somebody that jumps to these kind of conclusions without having a fair amount yeah. of information and reason behind it. It's not like he, you know, can say 100% certainty that this deal isn't going to happen, but from everything, obviously he's hearing, uh, things are not good right now. They're not. Uh, I don't know if you saw Jeff's follow-up to that tweet. I thought that his, his tweet in response to his first tweet was, was, uh, kind of amusing. He basically has said the exact same thing. Every time, every time there's a meeting, between the players and the owners jeff passon tweets out something like what he tweeted today right as we i guess for for our listeners on the audio side we're talking about yesterday we're talking about tuesday as we do this here on our live show um but yeah basically jeff will will tweet out a general description of how the meeting went which is generally not well the two sides are far apart something along those lines <laughs> And, and then he will reply to it and say, no deal is done. And yet that was never an expectation anyway, right? We were never expecting a deal to be done. So, sure. so he'll kind of say those two things. And that's his little response tweet is like, yes, the conclusion here is we don't have a deal. But then again, we didn't really expect one anyway. And today, Jeff Passan, uh, instead of doing that whole thing, he was basically like, of course, we never would have expected, ah, hell. Uh, he said something like, ah, hell, you guys know the drill. We're, we're never, <laughs> this is never going to go down, right? 
Um, so yeah, if you go over to his account, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about, but that's just this situation, right? I mean, there's a lot of repetition. It kind of feels like we're going around in circles. Like there aren't really, there isn't really any real progress being made in some of these meetings. Uh, we know they have another meeting scheduled for later this week, but we're told that they will not discuss, uh, the core economic issues in that meeting, which to me just is kind of hilarious. Like, Hey, let's have a meeting, but let's, let's not discuss like the the things we really need to discuss you know let's just kind of dance around a, it and well, talk I have a theory about on that things i have a okay. theory on that i don't feel like they're making any progress on the core economic structure right and so because of that none of the they're not getting to the rest of the of the meal that they have to get to there's other things to negotiate there's other things to talk about that to, to be honest they probably see more eye to eye on than financial yeah and, you know financial so things maybe that they're much maybe farther start apart. there and then just, or i mean just to you... get something done right because they yeah. still at some point have to talk about that so if they're so par far apart right now on the economic structure and how they're going to proceed with arbitration these years of service everything like that which by the way again the players union conceded more on and it's weird because we're not hearing this same we're not hearing the same thing from like the owner's side we're not hearing like well the owners today conceded a bit on their you know stance on this thing like everything you hear as far as details coming back from these meetings is about the players giving up more and more on on what on what they want and that part of it doesn't seem as much of a negotiation as much as it's just the owner standing firm in this yeah. lockout that they generated right the owners are responsible for the lockout not the players and uh, they won't be letting the players play again until the players agree to not want the stuff that they want. And that right there just seems like this is a very one-sided negotiation. Uh, again, let's get Scott Boris in there to negotiate for the players. That's what I say. <laughs> uh, shout out to Josh Hunt. Josh Hunt in the comments that finally made it to a live show. We thank you, sir. Welcome to the family, by the way, and happy anniversary. Uh, Josh's wife uh, got him an anniversary present, which was a oh, PHNX Josh, membership. Josh is the guy who has a uh, who got a D back shirt, right? That's right, and he got the D back yeah, shirt. Okay. Um, and Josh, Josh says, could it be a PR approach to at least have something to tell everyone that they agree on something? And that I also agree would be would be a positive, right? To have some sort of positive come out of the negotiations as far as where they're sure. at progress they've made hey they agreed that they're going to implement the universal dh like that's some positive news that sounds like in some way they've made some sort of progress right and that part of it i could absolutely see uh with with them right now right um and yeah. then there's another tweet from uh chelsea james which is even more depressing uh mlbpa offered up uh, changes to its pre-R pool proposal, dropping demand from 105 million to 100, and reduced number of players who would accrue additional service time under the uh, plan to combat service time manipulation per a league official. Sides met for 90 minutes, described as "quote unquote" heated. Jesse, heated. <laughs> Were they going to throw punches over arbitration and years of service time? What the hell is going on? And how I like. Again, uh, I think the the Players Association changed their request from, I think it was like 10 and 30 years down to like 20 and 7, uh, or like, I'm sorry, not the, not years, but the top uh, war uh, that would get that bonus pool. They reduced the bonus pool down so if fewer players 
would get it instead of the 10 and 30%. It was our top 30 and top 10. It was seven and 20. Like they're, they're conceding mm. in every way. And it doesn't feel like the owners are meeting them at that halfway point so much so that we are described as these meetings getting heated, which I, again, yeah, you know, you know how athletes, baseball players are, these guys are like, what does heated mean? And can right. I get, video of it can i get video of the meeting being heated i think we would all love to be you know a fly on the wall in these meetings because it would get higher ratings than the world series it, <laughs> it absolutely would it absolutely would and and not only that but this is just kind of a weird situation where reporters do have information about what is discussed not many reporters it's pretty much just Jeff Passan, Evan Drellick, those are pretty much the only guys that we hear from after these Correct. meetings. They're the ones yeah. who have all the information. Um, but there's not really a whole lot of information that comes out, right? I think we've all kind of gotten used to these meetings happening and there being a little bit of information that comes out, but usually most reporters are just directing people to the articles they've already written about the situation. Like, hey, right. go look at that thing I wrote last week. That pretty much all still applies because nothing happened today. Um which, I mean, a lot of that is probably just the result of, of the two sides not getting very far, right? There's there's just not much to talk about. Um, well, and but I also wonder... Even if you're writing updates, yeah. like you and I can both attest to this, it still feels very repetitive if nothing's happened, right? It's like, what right. information really am I providing from the one that I wrote a week after the lockout happened as to now, yeah. right? I you mean, don't want to just publish stuff just to just to publish it and have right. no new information in there. But right. but the problem with that is, is it's kind of an out of sight, out of mind situation at that point. It's easy for there not to be updates. So then it kind of can fall out of the news cycle. And then fans who are the ones who are truly going to lose out at the end of the day are the ones that, you know, aren't being updated on this. So it's easy not to get mad about it. It's easy not to start putting some sort of public pressure, some sort of public scrutiny on MLB to get this deal done in some way, right? And really mm -hmm. what that's kind of what they're hoping for. It feels like they're hoping to just wait this out. Like if they wait it out long enough, MLBPA will continue to drop its demands. They'll continue to relent on issues and financial uh, concerns. And eventually they'll just submit to whatever CBA that they you know, essentially can to get the deal done so that, you know, baseball isn't impacted beyond March and April and May, because once you start yeah. getting into that point, holy moly, I, I don't know what the hell you're doing anymore. We're getting close to um, some of those key days, right? I think they, some of the reporters were talking about today, how some of those, those deadlines um, chief among them, of course, is your February 14th deadline. Um but there are some other ones too, right? Uh, pitchers and catchers are supposed to report within a couple weeks here. That deadline at this point, uh, like you talked about earlier, is basic. I mean, there's just no way. To, it would take an absolute miracle. So the question now is, you know, can we make some spring training games happen? Can we make opening day happen? I mean, that's really the, that's really the big one. Um, and I know we've talked a little bit about spring training already and how part of it would still go on right with the players that aren't on 40 man rosters. But from what we can tell, it sounds like spring training games as we know them to be, you know, games that you can attend and, and you know, buy hot dogs and, and buy merch and all of that stuff that we're used to seeing 
in the Arizona market, those games would not happen. Um, so there would still be a piece of spring training left with, with players around potentially, but, um, but the public part of it, you know, the part that fans enjoy so much, it appears that part would actually not happen at all until this, until this thing gets done. So some of those days are drawing closer, Derek. And, and I think you're right. The owners are taking advantage of that and they're, and they're leveraging that in these negotiations. Exactly. It feels like both sides kind of wanted that pressure to be put on the other side, but who's, who ha- who's really being affected here and who's going to feel that pressure, you know, who yeah. is going to be seen as being greedy and who is going to get that taken out on, right? Like owners are already seen as being greedy no matter what. Right. But the players are the people that are on the fa- on the field and the face of baseball. They're the ones people root for. They're the ones people buy jerseys and cards and pops and all this other stuff of, right? Like that's the problem here is that as ugly as this gets, owners still get to hide away in their owner's box and not really have to face the public the same way that the players and the manager and people that are on the team do. Right. And that really Mm -hmm. is it. And I mean, again, it, 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 when the players are making all of this money, it's easy to make them also look greedy when really what they're trying to look out for are the players that don't get that same cut of the pie that some of the guys that make the bunny get some of those guys that even when they're really good are still restricted and are tied down by that rookie deal that they got and still being under that first couple of years contract and all of that kind of stuff. They're really just trying to make it better for those guys and honestly make it worth their time to be some of the best players in the game, right? It's, it's Hmm. in some cases, it's not worth it for them to even step up and start showing what they can do until their contract year, perhaps, or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a weird situation with baseball where you're not really giving your new breakout stars an opportunity to make as much money as they are essentially making the game. Right. I mean, some of these guys are incredible in their rookie season and then their sophomore season. And, you know, there's, there's no compensation for them all of a sudden being a league leader in home runs or strikeouts or any of those kind of categories when, or especially war, right. That's, something I almost based my entire fixing the D-backs segment on later, but it's a very important (laughs) stat and uh, something that a lot of people believe in. Uh, By the way, Josh Hunt writes, did you guys see the nine outreach program for the uh, minor league system? And yes, I did. And we are going to talk about that this week. It's a uh, uh, black community focused outreach program. And uh, I think it's something spectacular. It's one of the good things uh, that, major league minor leagues are are doing to try to expand the game but all of that is for not if it continues to drag on with this whole situation which uh shouldn't surprise us i mean are you surprised at all by the fact that there's still no deal done considering no 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 mr january 28th (laughs) no no well okay so truth be told Mm -hmm. oh gosh Mm -hmm. here we go Mm -hmm. so so now that the day has passed i can stop being obnoxiously uh irrationally confident about it and i can go full disclosure with people and i can acknowledge that it's been (laughs) i'm pretty sure that a week after i made that prediction 
I was like, there's no way. <laughs> there's just no. It's just impossible. There's no way this is going to happen. So I've felt, that way deep down for, I've felt that way for a long time, Derek. Oh. And I'm going to wager that you probably feel that way right now about February 14th. I think we were both I, a little bit bullish on this. I think I, I really think February 14th was more of me being hopeful, right? I think that February 14th, in my mind, ah, was the last okay. chance <laughs> for it to not impact the season. I know sure. that February for, for me, February 14th, me and my wife always kind of joke about it, but that's like our, uh, like we celebrate Valentine's day as, as if I'm going off to war, you know, she'll be like, <laughs> all right, well, I'll see you in September, you know, because this is the start of me disappearing from my house for, sure. especially when I had two jobs, you know, I would, I'd work 16 to 20 hour days sometimes as ridiculous as that sounds, but I really would. So I'd be at the office and then I would be at the ballpark right after that. And that would be my entire day. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm used to this time of the year being the time where I am ready to start smelling that grass and be out there uh, watching the pitchers and catchers report and having them look at me and wonder who I am and what I'm doing. there, taking pictures of them. And, uh, you know, it's it's a great time. Uh, I, I just in my mind knew that if a deal did not get done by February 14th, the season's going to be impacted in some way. Uh, yeah. There's, there's, there's no stopping it from being impacted at that point because that's the length of time it takes for them to get prepped and ready and to get the season underway. So we're at that point now, ladies and gentlemen, where <laughs> we are going to experience a delay. Um, and Jeff Passon's tweet uh, not only confirms that, but really puts a dark and gloomy cloud over the situation because his tweet makes it feel more yeah. like, we're not just losing spring training. This is going to be uh, possibly a lengthy delay that is going to rob us of a lot of our favorite time of the year. Like I said, spring training is my favorite time of the year. Uh, I I love the baseball season. Is really great, but yeah. spring training, especially here in Arizona, is just wonderful. And um, yeah. yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed out about that. So hopefully, some miraculous thing happens and these two sides can see eye to eye. Uh, my solution again, Scott Boris, uh, another idea, celebrity big brother is starting. So I say again, to get ratings, we lock them in the house together. They can't leave. Uh, and <laughs> they have to negotiate and work the deal out and they will vote. We'll vote them out. Like it could be like an audience voting thing out. We'll vote them out one by one. Sure. And that big table in the middle of the big brother, uh, dining room, you know, like throughout the season, it gets smaller we'll just do that over the course of one week. Like they come out the next day table smaller because there's less of you now. And we're going to keep voting you, you out until you make a deal. And then it'll be nobody but Scott Boris and Rob Manfred together at a very tiny table. We in should an just uncomfortable have them, room. We should just have them duel. Like at some point, I mean, this is, this is how they solved hmm. these yeah. types of issues in ancient times. Oh, I'm right? with it. I'm with yeah. Hamilton. We, Hamilton. Come on. Oh yeah. One, yeah we two, could have three, a resolution four, five, really six, quick. Seven, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, because you know, there there's the there's the rules, there's the ten steps or the, t- the yeah. ten commandments. Um, <laughs> the ten and then of course right? right. And then they have to have, you know, the the they'll have a advisor who comes and negotiates on their behalf. Like that's how you get a deal done. When you have you like Ma- Rob Manfred on that side and like I don't know, Max Scherzer on the other, who's shooting at each other? I don't know, but players association on one side, uh MLB on the other, and I don't know. Um, let's get the deal done before someone dies. That's what I say. Uh, 
Speaking of which, uh, if you if you if if these kind of mad ramblings uh, appeal to you, you got to go over to gophnx.com. Jesse has a brand new article we're going to talk about a little bit later, but uh, go over there, sign up to become a member, and get an annual membership, and you will get a free T-shirt over at the PHNX Locker. Uh, be like our friend uh, Josh Hunt in our comments. Uh, get yeah. yourself uh, or get, have somebody get you a uh, membership for an anniversary birthday. That's really whatever. that's really the way to do it. Is, that's the way to go, right? It, make it so clear to someone in your life that you are just obsessed with PHNX. Yeah, that this is what you and want. This some, is all you at want. At some point, they're going to be like, wow. I mean, I could get, you know, my boyfriend or whoever it is, my husband, whoever it is. I get them a lot of stuff, but like this is the thing they're going to enjoy the most. So correct. There you go. Correct. Nice yeah. I, I know it's a simple, like, not only that, not only am I getting him a membership, I'm getting him a t-shirt on top of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, the, the, the DMS, the DMS made my heart flutter to think of somebody loving me that much to get me a membership to go phnx.com and then asking me like, and giving me the shirt. She could have kept the shirt for herself. He would have never That's known. True. That's she true. could have easily done that. And she didn't. And, and he chose this podcast of all shirts to get. So again, shout out to Josh Hunt. We thank you so much. And uh, you can be like Josh by signing up uh, to be a member over at gophnx.com or you can get the annual uh, month to month membership. If you don't get the annual one uh, and you get your first month for just 50 cents. Uh, that's uh, again, another great deal. And once you decide that you like it, you can come back and join us this whole time. But uh, Jesse, we talk about your article. Obviously uh, you've proposed a question out there, but uh, let's, let's, Talk about what you have been up to uh, in your in your writings that took longer than necessary to post to our website. <laughs> yeah, it uh, this one this one took a while for me to to <laughs> kind of put together exactly where I was going with this, but but yeah, I think it's pretty fun. It, so uh, it was a good time. It was a good month. It was, it a, was good a good month, month. Jesse. <laughs> I don't care what anybody remembers about the 2021 season, but man, if you were around for April, you could understand why it was great. Uh, it was, those it of was us great. that were, were so confused as to what happened in May and beyond. Yeah. So, so the, yeah, the article is basically um, looking back on April of last year, which I'm guessing a lot of people have completely forgotten about because we all think 52 wins when we think of, the 2021 Arizona Diamondbacks, but they were actually pretty good for a little while there. They were 14 and 12 in the month of April. They were tied with the Reds, as we talked about the other day, with the most runs scored in baseball as of the end of April. Um, and they were also what was really interesting is they were tied for the league lead in defensive runs saved after April. And of course, we've talked at length at how much their defense was an issue down the stretch. That wasn't the case at the beginning of the season. So suffice it to say, uh, a lot of things went right in the month of April that very quickly spiraled uh, <laughs> after that, right? Um, yeah. But but my idea for my story was, hey, let's forget about May and June and July and August and September. Let's forget about all of the trouble that the Diamondbacks brought us last season. And let's just focus on April. Let's just live in that world for a little bit. And, uh, and yeah, it was fun. I just kind of looked back on that month and um, some of the crazy things that were happening in Diamondbacks land, Carson Kelly was knocking the cover off the ball. It was, uh, there were incredible. some other fun things happening too. Yeah. It was an unreal start for him. He was really the highlight for, for me. He was hitting like three something, right. At some point, like three twenty five yeah, or something like it that. It was, it was over three. I think it was like three forty. but he was, his on-base percentage was over 500 and he was slugging over 700. He had way more walks than strikeouts. It was a, 
an incredible start and, and he had a good season overall, but the, the months after that for Carson Kelly were a significant move in the opposite direction. But that's the thing is, is that he also got substantially injured a couple of times throughout the season. Like, and yeah. I mean, you can be on a roll when you're healthy, but it's just hard to get back to where you were at, right. especially, you know, like obviously you're limited by the injury, but I think that there's got to be a point where uh, you're frustrated that you're not as good as you were. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know how I am after I don't play Call of Duty for three months, Jesse. And when I hop on there, I'm rusty. I'm bad. I die yeah. a lot. And I don't want to play <laughs> the game You're anymore. right, Derek. The Carson Kelly struggles coming back from injury is just like when you don't just play Call of Duty. like when I don't play Call of Duty. Hey, <laughs> video gamers out there will understand where I'm coming from on that one. But no, Sorry. I'm just saying it's... It is true. Stop, it is true. You know, yeah. when you just... When you stop doing something that you might have been really good at at one point, and then, you know, you take a hiatus from it due to injury, due to whatever reason, right? And you come back to it. It's frustrating when you're not as good as you were. And I feel like, again, it only causes sometimes you to press even more, which doesn't help. And then you start getting more, you know, yeah. like the frustrations, especially with baseball, just kind of build at times. You can't stop hitting the ball. It's like like golf is another one of those games where sometimes where you get keyed in on golf, you can just be incredible no matter who you are. Normal person, sure. you, you can be just locked in and then you come back to play the very next weekend and you're terrible all over again. Right. And that's like, that's the part of games <laughs> like that, like, you know, batting in a box and golf and those kind yeah. of things that, that are about your swing and your timing and being locked in for a period of time and then not, you know, or, or just losing it, just, you know, lose, losing the ability to do something that a week ago you, it seemed effortless. Like you couldn't stop hitting the ball, you know, like I, yeah. I watch old clips of Barry Bonds and it seems like he's hitting a goddamn beach ball with a tennis racket. Like you can't pitch anywhere close to Barry Bonds and not have him hit the ball. It was stupid. He would swing so far out of the strike zone and still hit the ball. And again, like watching someone of his hitting prowess hit, you got, you just like, I can only imagine being that good at the game of baseball. Right. And yeah, the, 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 the bitch about it is that you are for very small period. You know, you have those flashes where like a day or a week, uh, you know, you're, you're outstanding and it's, it's, it's the ones that put it together consistently for a long period of time. Those are the ones that end up being the great players. Right. But yeah, like I, I can only imagine just, even if you're not injured, how, losing that right. that touch you know and, and again like what the diamondbacks went through this season it it i can only imagine after the start in april that they had how frustrating it was for things to go as south as it did and then just again yeah. constantly trying to do everything you can to be like no there's no way like there's no way we're going to lose a historic amount of games there's no way we're going to set a franchise record and so every time you go out there you're pressing that much harder to not lose the game and you're just losing the games that much more because baseball's <laughs> like that. You can't, you can't just yeah. go out there and demand success and create it out of nowhere. It's gotta be the right kind of, you know, headspace. And they definitely yeah. were not in it after April. I remember Jake lamb was kind of the same way in that he would start the season really, really well. 
and not necessarily due to injury, but he would just he would just kind of fade down the stretch. That's that's something that we see with certain players. And I think it's something we we've kind of seen with Carson Kelly to a certain degree. I think he's kind of tended to start out of the gate really, really well um, and then kind of fade toward the toward the end of the season. So uh, last yep. year, definitely an injury, I'm sure, played a role there. But be interesting to see if he can be more consistent this year. Uh, motion in our comments says, looks like the aces are going to be the 2022 Diamondbacks at this rate. And he's 100% right about that. Um, <laughs> and I'm okay with it. I'm with it. <laughs> so uh, whatever we need to do to have some good players up here, uh, and especially with how uh, high those seven players we talked about yesterday are ranked with Keith Law's system. Yeah. It's a lot of players. And uh, it's good to see that many uh, that are that are close and around that same time frame. Yeah. Hey, Alec Thomas isn't on the 40 man. So we'd still have, you know, Diamondbacks would still have Alec Thomas, even mm. if, you know, there's no yeah. there's no guys from the 40 man. So what you're saying is, go. is go watch spring training. <laughs> is what you're gonna... There you go. There you go. <laughs> Although, yeah, time. I don't, I don't know what it'll look like. I don't think that if the lockout is still going, I don't think you'd be able to attend games. I don't, I don't know if you'd even be able to go over there as a fan just to watch some guys work out. It's, it's a pretty bizarre scenario. So we'll have to see what that looks like. If it happens, hopefully it doesn't happen. Uh, Jesse, we have a new sponsor, by the way, which I want to give a shout out to. Uh, we have, yes. uh, we are now sponsoring with athletic greens and, Here's a really weird coincidental kind of thing. Uh, when I got back from DC, I was given some of this product from from our sponsor, uh, from 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 the oh. fine folks at PHNX. And sure. I I you know be coming back from having the stomach flu and then finding out I had COVID uh, really sucked, and I wasn't really able to start taking something especially like this that I thought was going to kind of like mess with my system because it's a uh, you know, it's it's vitamins, it's minerals, it's whole food source, superfoods, uh, sure. probiotics, you know, and it's just things that I was a bit uh, hesitant to start taking. Uh, and then I got to a point where I didn't really have anything in my house left to drink that wasn't alcohol <laughs> because I wasn't drinking alcohol and I had drank pretty much all of uh, like our, you know, liquids that I could drink. Um, sure. So I, I started taking Athletic Greens and it's really weird. I am a big time, like I have issues with my esophagus and I take a lot of uh, uh, Tums, you know, like a lot of uh, oh, sure. uh, acid yeah. reducers and things Eight like acids. that. Yeah. And yeah. just, and it's re it's weird because as uh, you know, obviously being a sponsor, uh, I want to say good things about this company, but I really, from personal experience, I have nothing but amazing things to say about them because I haven't been taking like, uh, heartburn reducers and such since I've been taking this and it's uh, wow. over the course of the last week it's kind of become part of my daily routine and I I honestly have nothing but really good things to say about this now I'm a pretty uh unhealthy person so I'll say that like I drink energy <laughs> drinks I drink pre-workout supplements on empty stomachs I typically drink things and do things that probably I shouldn't or I don't take it the right way and uh this is this is a, a fantastic product, and I know a lot of people have heard about it uh, lately. I know it's kind of been uh, kind of popping up everywhere, but uh, you know, I, honestly, I uh, the the idea of being able to take one scoop of something and drink it uh, and and be done with like my supplements and and my vitamins, and uh, especially like my wife is dieting right now, she has to take a number of greens every day, and it like the one scoop sure. satisfies that number of greens that she needs to take for this diet. So, um, yeah. Very quickly, Athletic Greens has become 
uh, a part of of our lives here at the Montia household. So right now they're giving you uh, one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com. Uh, go for the Diamondbacks. And again, it's uh, athleticgreens.com. So just use code Diamondbacks um, and take ownership of your health and pick up uh, the ultimate huh. daily nutritional cert, uh, insurance. And Jesse, I'm going to get you some because I'm telling you. Please as, do. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, I, I don't know. I, like I said, I'm, I, I, I've had issues with a lot of stomach stuff and I don't really take great care of myself. I go to my doctor and I talk to him <laughs> about everything except like the daily ailment that I have all the time. Like, Oh, everything good. Yeah. I mean, I have heartburn every day, but like, yeah, no big deal. And uh, again, <laughs> Honestly, I've, I've been taking this stuff for a week and I haven't been using uh, my normal like uh, Pepsid acid reducers, any of that stuff. So, wow, uh, I, like I'm all about it because if I can't if I could take something that's not chemicals, uh, it's definitely better. Right. So uh, go check out Athletic Greens for sure. Uh, and I am going vitamin D. Is there vitamin D? Is that one of the there, things that you mentioned? Vitamin D, yeah, that's I think one okay. of the. See, I, I could, that they add I could use, I could use some of that, Derek, because the sun doesn't come out in the Pacific Northwest ever. <laughs> so, I yes, actually need, need to, to get that probably as soon as possible. We I have had just... a, there, are, there are a number of people in my life who who insist that I start taking vitamin D. Otherwise, they're convinced I'm just gonna like shrivel up into a raisin we are gonna get you know. so much sun when you i'm gonna get like we're gonna get you so <laughs> tan when you move to phoenix I can't i'm just wait. gonna burn <laughs> yeah well remember the other day we talked about fixing the arizona diamondbacks jesse and we kind of pretended like we were multi-billionaire bitcoin guys that like maybe yes, uh, right. have one year left <laughs> to see the diamondbacks uh do some things well i'm gonna take a stab tonight uh, at fixing the Arizona Diamondbacks. You're gonna, you're gonna do it. You're gonna fix them. And I am in going to fix them in one evening with three guys. That's all it's gonna take, Jesse. Wow, is three okay. guys. Um, I'm gonna spend a lot of money on those three guys, but we're gonna we're gonna take a stab at it. Now we chose to go in two different directions. We're gonna talk on Thursday about uh, your ideas on some trades that you would make in order to fix the Arizona Diamondbacks, but I am going to do what billionaires with no responsibilities do and i'm going to throw money at it i'm going to throw money <laughs> okay. at the problem uh the lockout is going to end jesse and i am going to take my newly acquired arizona diamondbacks team and i'm going to go out and i'm going to throw 160 million dollars over six years at chris bryant wow and i'm okay going to so fix... that explain that explains the cover photo then that <laughs> is the cover photo now I need Chris Bryant in my life. Here's why, right? First, to obviously get him off the San Francisco Giants. That's a priority. Uh, we yeah. need him to not be on the Giants or the Dodgers or the Padres. So that it's it's almost a defensive move as far as trying to get him away from other teams in the NL West. The other thing is, obviously, he is one of the most effective as far as war uh, is concerned uh, as free agents available on the market. And that's yeah. my focus is bringing in players that are going to add wins to this team. Uh, Chris Bryant is still 30 years old. So as far as I'm concerned, a veteran 36 year old Chris Bryant still on this team, mashing the ball next to the likes of Alec Thomas and Christian Robinson and Corbin Carroll is a fantastic idea. and doesn't seem that far-fetched considering he seems like a pretty, 
good athlete that's going to have a long career. I don't doubt that Chris Bryant will still have a good baseball career into his mid-30s. So I don't mind that. I'm making sure that none of the guys that I'm throwing money at are over 30 because that's a critical part of this plan is I'm essentially creating to a degree a new core with Cattell Marte, Carson Kelly, and Zach Gallon, right? And these guys are all critical to that. So now that I've solved the third base problem, I'm going to solve right field. I don't feel like we necessarily need to fill every positional need, which at this point consists of the starting rotation, third base, center field, right field. So I am allowing for still some flexibility as far as what we're going to do in the close future. Maybe Alec Thomas comes up. Maybe we fill it with, you know, one of the young players, right? But in right field, we're putting Nick Castellanos, right? Uh, (laughs) You just just went to like top free agents and and found the most I did not Google top free agents. (laughs) I told you I have a plan. Now, Chris Bryant... Chris Bryant has a secondary reason, right? Uh, everybody from Chicago loves him. And if you're True. a Phoenician, you know that Phoenix is little Chicago. We have a lot of Chicago transplants. We have a lot of Chicago is, restaurants and eateries. There fair. is a large of population of people here that are fans, and they stay fans. Chicago Cubs fans, especially when you win a World Series for their team and end a uh, dec- or like century-long you know, curse, you are forever endeared to them. So Chris Bryant being on this team is going to attract new fans to this team, which Nick Castellanos will also do, right? There's the whole joke, you know, with the fly ball, Nick Castellanos, right? But more importantly, (laughs) it's, I've told you in the past, it's his relationship with Joe Mather, right? I think if you got Nick Castellanos, who's already a part of Joe Mather's uh, system and has completely bought into what Joe Mather is doing, I think other people will buy in too because obviously he's had success and with him being here as a leader on the team, I think that impacts the rest of the team. I'm not just throwing money at top free agents. I'm throwing money where the money will be effective. I'm thinking these are moves that will not only make these guys, bring these guys to the team, obviously, top right fielder, top third baseman, right? But if the Diamondbacks want to make moves and they want to do something, this is something. And this isn't just throwing money at guys that aren't talented. These are guys that have proven over the years that they are really good baseball players. And then I'm stealing Carlos Rodon from from the Chicago White Sox, and I'm giving him all the money that that he wants. Five years, $75 million. A young player, fantastic piece of the rotation. And honestly, there's my one-two punch with him and Zach Gallen, with Madison Bumgarner being moved down lower in the rotation, but still there and still effective because I think Brent Strom is going to get something out of Madison Bumgarner that we haven't seen yet of mad bum in a diamondbacks jersey right okay. so that's it now yes that's going to cost you 300 uh and <laughs> what's the damage derek <laughs> three, 350 million dollars is what that's going to cost you over the next five to six years but i don't feel like that's that ridiculous compared to what no. uh, the texas rangers spent and i don't know if these guys would actually go for this or if they're going to go for more on the market the market's going to be crazy once it opens back up. And I think with the with with the expedited time frame, I think teams are going to go crazy and they're going to make decisions that they wouldn't normally make. It also means that players could find themselves in a position where they're not picked up uh, and 
might have to <laughs> might have to you know settle for for less than they want. Nick Castiano's hitting deep fly balls to left field at Chase Field. <laughs> Sounds good, yes, sir. Um, but yes, uh, that's that's my idea. Now, okay, now uh, that's not it though, Jesse. That's not it because oh, now okay. I'm going to pair that with changing the jerseys back to purple and teal. I'm going oh, to do this all at once. Now you fix the problem. Now I'm going you, to do this. It. Now, okay, here's the thing. And when we introduce <laughs> these three guys, they're going to be introduced at the same time, and they're going to all be in the purple and teal jerseys. And Ooh, I'm doing this because okay. this is what I want to send as a message, not only a, a unity thing where we're not going to have these guys all like, we're doing this like almost like Miami Heat style with LeBron James back in the day lasers and smoke show and stuff i'm gonna get people excited about it but i'm gonna bring people back to the chase field i'm going to bring people back with affordable ticket uh, packages i'm going to bring back quality eateries put me in charge of this team give me all the money and i will (laughs) make you more money that's the way that this works you got to spend money to make money that kind of deal right um so that's what i'm proposing uh will it work i don't know Jesse, I don't know. People would go crazy idea. over the purple and teal. You'd you'd it's, attract a lot of fans just it's, just by virtue I, of that. Decision. But you you mean to tell me that it wouldn't cause like the ultimate stir? Like let's say let's say even if you added two of these three guys, you mean to tell me people wouldn't be excited and rejuvenated? I feel like excited, at times yeah. they think that it's a matter of you know people losing interest in the team or something. No, it's that you're not providing them with an exciting product and you can make them, you can make all the fancy commercials. You can put up graphics. You can choose whoever you want to be your new face of the team, right? To put David Peralta up on the poster, Cattell Marte, it doesn't matter. It's not whether or not those guys like attract people. It's the fact that people know this team isn't good and they're not coming out to see them because they don't feel like you're, trying to put a good team on the field you know it's 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 a very transparent feeling so anyway that's all i got we've gone on for way too long but i'm gonna fix the diamondbacks <laughs> jesse i'm telling you um you can find out more over at gophnx.com uh obviously if you haven't signed up to become a member do that most importantly go to DraftKings sportsbook use our code of phnx and get down on this Super Bowl 56 action. Uh, you can get 56 to 1 odds, which are just ridiculous. And you'll get yourself that. That is uh, ridiculous. For getting $5, Jesse, you'll get $280 in free bets right now using our code of PHNX. And if you aren't uh, a, a new member, obviously you can do what I'm going to do during Super Bowl weekend. And I'm going to combine multiple bets for a same game and a same game parlay. Uh, I can't wait to see what the options are once you open up that same game parlay menu and see what crazy things I'm more looking forward to like mascot sightings, coin tosses. I want the ridiculous stuff. Give me <laughs> Can the you bet on like there. the halftime show. There's gotta be like, I don't a know yet. I don't know. I hope there. I, I bet on the Royal rumble last weekend, Jesse. So, I mean, you can pretty much bet on a lot of things on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but remember it is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want and use our promo code. Again, if you're a new customer, uh, PHNX over at the DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 and over only, Arizona only, gambling problem, dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And that's all I got. Thank you guys again so much for checking out the show. We appreciate you guys being here in the comments with us. Uh, again, happy anniversary to Josh Hunt and his fantastic wife for getting yes. him that membership. Uh, you can get yourself a membership. Uh, get your wife to get you one. 
Um, if not, if you're our <laughs> wife, get your get your spouse to get you one. Uh, whatever, get get somebody to buy you one or buy yourself one over at gophnx.com, and you'll get that free T-shirt. Uh, if you already have a membership and you're just you just want another T-shirt, my wife will not stop bothering me about the uh, Booker uh, Lowrider shirt. She keeps she keeps bringing it up to me in the most casual way. She's like, "Hey, did you get that shirt?" Hey, I was going to go to the Suns game next weekend. Did you have that shirt? So I think she's getting that shirt for Valentine's Day. But of course, you can buy your significant other a fantastic shirt over at phnxlocker.com for this Valentine's Day when we're going to have the MLB lockout end, Jesse, because right. February yes. 14th is the day. Uh, <laughs> Thank you guys so much for checking out the show. Like I said, if you're watching this right now on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, sign up for our notifications. That way you don't miss any of the wonderful content coming out from the PHNX team. We have some amazing announcements coming this week. So I hope you guys are excited about that. Shout out to our new PHNX Sun Devils crew over at the ASU. Uh, if you're listening right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, make sure you subscribe if you haven't done so already. And please leave us a five-star review. We've discussed this, but Jesse is a five-star man. It, this is the face of a five-star man over here. So please go. drop us a five-star review. Uh, no matter how wrong he was, he's wrong, but he has accepted it and we love yeah. him for it. But uh, we thank you guys again uh, on behalf of Jesse and myself. We appreciate you so much. And remember kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when the news about the baseball negotiations isn't so depressing. <laughs>